Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. This episode is brought to you guys by Team Boss Bodies. Have you ever wanted to prep for a show but have nowhere to start? Are you that person who has no interest in prepping for a show at all, but you just want to get that really nice bikini bod? Or have you already accomplished your bikini bod and you've already been on stage, but you just want something a little bit more in your prep? You're just really ready to take it to the next level. Are you someone who wants to try a healthy approach to this dieting game? You want individualized attention and someone to be your guide telling you exactly what to do and when to do it and to also be your number one supporter. If you want to feel a part of a community where all of your goals really matter and you're achieving results and the results are actually maintainable, then I am so excited to invite you into the club. Team Boss Bodies is exactly for you. We specialize in women's health. We help women to reach their health and fitness goals. We believe in keeping food as high as possible and cardio as low as possible. We customize your meal plans to your likes and your dislikes. And we also create a plan that is sustainable for your life for the long haul. You also have the option of choosing a more flexible plan if you want to count macros. Each plan includes your training, nutrition, cardio, and supplementation. Plans are adjusted weekly to a bi-weekly basis, and you are checking in twice a week. There's ongoing assessment to target your strengths and your weaknesses, weekly consultations, and ongoing guidance. You get 24-7 access to your coaches through text and email. And let's not forget our perks. We have a Facebook group that's going to help keep you accountable and invite you into a community that loves you and that is on the same journey as you. And team shows to get all of our girls involved. So if this is for you and you're ready to give it a try, you can go to teambossbodies.com slash apply and use the code Bikini Diaries for 15% off your packages. Now let's get into the episode. Oh my goodness, ladies. I can't even believe we're already on episode eight. And this is my favorite episode. And I'm going to tell you exactly why. Today we have a woman who is coming on who is 39 years old. And she's competing on the Olympia stage. However, when we recorded, she didn't know she was going to make it. But she did it. She absolutely did it. And she's going to the Olympia. And just a week from now. This is going to be one of those episodes that may be a little bit of a tearjerker. So just keep your handkerchief nearby. This woman today is going to open her heart and talk to you all about her experiences of overcoming her eating disorder, sticking up to her husband, 
and leaving her community behind. Throughout this journey, she found competing, which she says saved her life. Her journey is rich, real, and honorable, and I am so excited and delighted to share with you all IFBB bikini professional, Corinne Henich. Hey, Corinne, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing wonderful. I'm so excited to have you on today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I'm going to start the podcast off like I always start the podcast off, and I'm going to start with the bikini hack. This is just going to be a series of questions just to get to know you a little bit better. Perfect. Where are you from? So I grew up in Sandy, Utah, and I pretty much lived here all my life, moved away for a little bit when I first got my first marriage, but I've pretty much been here forever. So, Wow, Utah. And um, so you're still living there currently then? I do. I live in Harriman, Utah, so just another suburb of Salt Lake City, but yes, I am still in Utah. Awesome. How many years have you been competing? This is my 10th year. I started in 2009. Oh my gosh. 10th year competing. I did not even know that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. Oh my goodness. Definitely. How old are you now? I'm 39 in August. Oh my goodness. That is so (laughs) crazy to me. You look so good. When I'm 39, I want to look like you. Like definitely (laughs) goals all the way 110%. No lie. Like seriously. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, they say there's Botox, there's all these things you can do, but I think that the fountain of youth for sure. Definitely. So favorite muscle group to work out and why? Oh my gosh, this is hard. I used to love doing legs before I started competing. Now I hate it, but I love shoulders. Shoulders is my favorite because I think that's where I've seen the most improvement. And you have amazing shoulders. Like definitely one of the things that stands out the most about you is how symmetrical and how like defined your shoulders are. So we can definitely tell that you love shoulders. I love shoulders. (laughs) Now I know you're super healthy, but if you could decide, what would you pick? Donuts or ice cream? Oh my gosh. I'm lactose intolerant. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I would have to pick donuts, but I'm not a huge donut girl. Like I'm a cookie girl. You like cookies. cookies. Okay. Cookies work. (laughs) Everyone likes a good cookie. And Quest Quest is making good cookies right now. Like I'm loving their, their cookies. So they are good. They are pretty good. And if you could pick one, what would you pick? Pizza or burgers? Pizza. Oh, I agree. I love pizza. I love, I think I like everything. So I, my, my opinion doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> so what three qualities about yourself, what three qualities do you think that are the best qualities about yourself that makes you a really strong athlete? Um, probably, let's see, I would say my determination. Um, if I set a goal, I will almost do anything to make sure I achieve it. Um, I don't really give in to temptation very easily. I have really strong willpower um, and loyalty. And I think that goes into play with like just who I um, work with, who I hang around and 
I think that kind of is everything that fitness is. You have a healthy mind with who you're with. So I think that helps with my goals. I definitely agree. And um, if you could pick one, what do you think is most beneficial, fed or actually you can tell me what you think is most beneficial and probably like what you're doing as well. So fed or fasted cardio? Oh gosh, I've done both. And I honestly don't know if it totally makes a difference for myself, but I usually do fasted only because I get up at 345 in the morning to do my cardio. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to say fasted. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're getting up at 345 in the morning, like you're probably not trying to eat a whole, you know, thing of oats or a bunch of eggs. You're just like, let's just work out. Let me get my body like waking up first and then we can move on with the day, right? I'm like a zombie in my pajamas down in my treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. Yes. And what would you say motivates you? Oh, man. Um, I think just motivation for me is more of like a personal thing. I think it just um, the way I got to where I am now is like I kind of motivate myself. And I don't know if that's like a good way of putting it. But just knowing like what got me here is my motivation, really. Mm. Yeah, because you have a very um, significant story and a very strong one at that. And there's just so much that we can learn from you through all of your struggles. And I just cannot wait to dive into that a little later. Um, what would you say is your bikini, your greatest bikini moment? Oh my gosh, I have a few, um, probably my first one was winning my pro card back in 2015, totally unexpected. We Mm -hmm. thought we'll just do the show and then we'll hit masters after, but this will be my, just my lead into. And then I won my pro card at junior nationals, um, huge class. My coach and I both did not expect it. And then last weekend winning my very first open pro show was like monumental for me. Like that was, I'm still in shock and I still don't even believe it happened. Yeah. But trying to like. Yeah, it's just crazy. You definitely deserved it. Like you look amazing and you've been doing show after show. How many shows have you done this year? Um, I thought it was my ninth show, but honestly, like it might have been my eighth. I don't even know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like you deserve that win, girl. Like nine shows. That's just yeah. honorable. Like ugh, goals. Thank that's you. amazing. It's, it's been a big year. I'm trying so hard to get to Olympia. And I know that like it, it's just – I want to get there so bad, but I, I don't know. It's just been a year. It's been great. It was a great work, a great way to like just either finish my year or not. Regardless, it's just been a great year. So, how do you feel? I know you said you wanted to get to Olympia. How do you feel about the point system changing? Because technically, last year, if you were to place first, you'd be there. You know, you'd be going. So, how do you feel now with the point system changing and knowing that hey, I won, but I still need more points? Oh my gosh, I know. I wish that the rules changed next year. <laughs> Just, Just change for no, me, please. <laughs> no. Can we go back to last year real quick? Um, no, actually, I was really excited about it um, coming into this year because last year I did, I think I did eight shows last year, and I was doing really well. And so I thought, oh, this will be a great change because some people can't do that many shows before they tire out or 
need a break. And I'm one of those people that I feel like I can keep going and um, maybe get up there in these points. Mm -hmm. And so I thought this would be a really good change. And I still do. I think it's a great idea because there's so many pros and there's so many shows. Um, so I think it's good. I, I like it. Um, it's just, it's hard because there are so many of us, but I think it'll be a good thing. I'm hoping I can hang in there. Yeah. And kind of like, um, I don't want to be mean, but you know, kind of knock the weak ones out <laughs> as yeah, we go move on throughout that. the year. Yeah. The little weak ones. Yeah. It kind of does get that way. I mean, if you start soon enough and just go, you, you, you can really. Yeah. And that's, that's excellent advice, especially for people who haven't, um, you know, started their journey yet, or they like to do shows at the end of the year. Um, if you're trying to, you know, if you're a pro now, or if you get your pro card this year, starting off at the beginning of the year, knocking them all out, trying to get as many um, points as possible is uh, more beneficial, or I should say, starting right after Olympia, because then that's when the point system yeah. starts over. So that's, that's definitely really good advice. <laughs> well, it technically starts um, in August because mm. the point or they stop uh, first week of August. I think August 5th is the cutoff for Olympia for this year. So after August 5th, those any show after that goes towards next year. So really, you can start in August. Okay, perfect. You're talking to me right now because I haven't started my year this year yet. So <laughs> get on it, girl. <laughs> Wise words. <laughs> All right. So last question of the bikini hack. If you could pick one, what would you choose? Prepping, stage day, or post-show treats? Oh, man. I, I am not really big on post-show. Like I might have one meal, but I'm, I love prep. And I really love, I don't love carb loading. So that sucks for me, but I love stage day too. So it's so hard. That's tough. Can I just, can I pick, can I pick prep and stage day? <laughs> Maybe hard. I'll allow it just for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love stage day because you get to, um, you get to show off everything you've been working so hard for. Um, but I really love prep too. Like that's just normal life for me. So it's, it's it's unveiling everything week by week you get to see new changes and to me that's so exciting yeah i would definitely agree i love i love all three honestly um yeah they're just you know what makes bikini just so dynamic and so much fun so many things to look forward to and it's just a cycle it you're always going to be in your journey and you're always going to have that that day that you're on stage and then you're always going to have you know a treat for yourself later so you just kind of get to enjoy all three of them over and over again it's kind of kind of fun kind of interesting so yeah it's so true um, so you've been doing this for 10 years and I know bikini originated in 2009. Um, I know you mm -hmm. started off doing figure and then you moved on to bikini. How exactly did your whole fitness journey kind of start? You know, what, what brought you to the sport? So I, um, I actually started kind of different. I know a lot of people start cause they want to get into shape and, uh, maybe lose weight. Mine was totally the opposite. I, I was very underweight. I had an eating disorder. So back in 2000, I developed an eating disorder, which was kind of like, I think a lot of people have one or have like um, body image issues, which I think is very common, but mine got really, really, really bad. Uh, my first marriage, it was just a lot of negative um, comments and just bad, bad things. So I... Um, didn't eat basically. 
ever. And if I did, I, I wanted it out and I didn't, I wasn't bulimic, so I didn't throw up, but I, I would take laxatives if I did eat. Mm. Um, and it's, it's so bad. And it was just, it was getting out of control. So for nine years from 2000 until, well, I guess eight, 2008, I was doing this to my body and just destroying myself. So I, I was down to like 200 pounds, I think at my lowest, not two, I'm sorry, 100, 200, not my lowest, (laughs) 100 pounds. So, and I'm five, four, so I was tiny. I was just Mm. skin and bones and you know, withering away. And I looked terrible for my, my physique and just, um, I just knew like by the time I got to that point, I was taking so many laxatives at one time just so that I could go to the bathroom Mm. that it was terrifying. Like my body was so dependent on them that, um, it scared me. And so I just thought I've got to, I have to overcome this. I need to get healthy. I need to do something. And the only thing I could think of was if I'm going to gain weight healthy, I want to do it and look good. I want to be fit. I don't want to just, you know, eat Reese's peanut butter cups, which would be awesome, but I want to do it and look good. Mm. And so I, um, I met a trainer at my gym who was a, a, an IFBB figure pro. And she was, you know, petite and little and cute. And I thought, I want to look like that. She looks so cute and good. And if I'm going to do this, I want to be fit. And I talked to her and I said, I want to, I want to look like you. I want to, I had no clue what I was talking about, but I said, I just want to look good. And she said, okay, well, let's start training you. And eventually she said, why don't you compete and do like a bikini show? Bikini's brand new. It just came out. And I said, no. Um, I want to gain weight. Like I need to gain weight. You need to help me. (laughs) You need to save me. (laughs) And so she said, well, let's do figure. Let's just start feeding you and get some muscle on you. And, um, before I knew it, like eight weeks later, I was on a stage in a bikini (laughs) competing in figure and I had gained, I don't know, not a ton, but like maybe eight pounds or something, but I took fifth place Mm. and Um, I thought, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like I can do this and I can keep going and just get better and better. And I was eating and I felt good and I wasn't trying to get out and I started getting healthier and healthier. And I did that for two years and then I didn't have any relapses. I felt really, really good. Um, But then I went to nationals and realized, oh my gosh, I'm tiny. (laughs) Like these girls blow me out of the water. And, um, I took a break and um, I took like a year off and my body kind of did what most people do. And I gained a ton of weight for me and I was like heavier than I'd ever been. And I felt awful and got depressed and decided I want to go back, but I'm going to do bikini because I feel like that's more from my body type. And I just found my place. Like this is where I was meant to be and it's kept me healthy and um, that's, where competing came in, but not where my mind got healthy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I got past my eating disorder, um, that part of it, but not the mental part of it. What do you think was the cause of your eating disorder? Um, truthfully, I, I got married so young. I was 20 when I got married. 
um, 21 when I had my first child. And um, my my first marriage wasn't healthy by any means. Um, it was very just immature. And my ex would say things like, if you ever get fat, I'm going to divorce you. And never, ever complimentary. He didn't tell me I was beautiful, but he would tell other people that they were. Like, just not did make me feel good about myself. Um, and I think as a young girl, you just need to hear those things. Yeah. Well, as any, any girl does. Anyone, I mean, yeah. yeah you want to you feel like your husband thinks you're beautiful. And um, it just messed with me. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe if I'm smaller or thinner, he will think I'm beautiful. And it just, it just spiraled out of control. And the smaller I got, um, it just, I felt like it didn't get better, but like he would notice that I'd lost weight and say, oh, you look like you've lost weight, but still no compliments. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It just, I thought, well, maybe if I lose more, maybe now. And it just, it just never got better. Um, and before I, it's, and for me, I think it was kind of a control thing. Um, I wanted to feel empty inside. I wanted to be as empty inside as I felt like my life was. Mm. And I think that's where eating disorders are for most people is, or any kind of disorder. I think you just want to be, you want to be in control you of something. You want to be in control, yeah. Yeah, my life was out of control. My marriage mm-hmm. was out of control. I couldn't control him. I couldn't control anything. So that was something I could take control of. And then that's when competing um, came into my life. And it was like, oh, this I can control but I can do it healthier. And then I had this new thing I could take on into my life, let go of this bad thing, but have a new healthier control. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. And so it helped. You know, this subject has come up a lot and people, you know, have said, oh, you know, if you're going to compete, make sure that you don't have an eating disorder. What do you mm-hmm. think about that? And how are your, how do your views differ? Um, I actually, I hear this so much and it, it does scare me if, if someone tells me, oh, well, I had an eating disorder and so I think competing might help me. Red flags will go up because I get it. I don't think it's for everybody. And I do think, yes, disordered eating will be totally affected by competing. Some people develop major eating disorders from competing, major eat, like obsessions with food. For me, it was completely different. But I also had a lot of therapy going on on the side with my marriage. So I, I had it. I had help in many aspects. Um, I think you have to almost get control of the mental part of it before you can just think that this is going to cure it because it won't. It's not going to cure your eating disorder for sure. Um, But I think it probably, I don't know, I guess it just depends on the person. I'm pretty strong-willed and if I say I'm going to do something and I'm going to stop doing something, I'm going to do it. And there's different personalities that go, that will take things totally different. There's people who have major addictions and if it's food, this is not going to help you. Hmm. I look at food totally different. For me, it's just food and it's going to be there in a year. It's going to be there in five years. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to go extinct. I'm not missing anything by not eating that 
um, cake or whatever is at that party, like it's not a big deal to me. I can live off of what I'm eating right now and be very happy and content. Or some people obsess about what they're being deprived of. I'm not that way. Yeah. I don't feel deprived. I was deprived. I was starving myself. I know what that's like. This now I'm actually being fed. So for me, I just have a totally different mental aspect of it where some people look at it as, oh my gosh, I'm so deprived now I'm going to binge. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you just have to have like the therapy to help you get over the mental part of it and the emotional part of it before you can have it not affect you that way. And I had, I had years of therapy. (laughs) So um, I think that's why, and I learned to truly love like and I mean really, really love the person I am. Mm. Like I didn't like myself back then at all. You can't. If you have those kind of issues, you don't love who you are. No, I definitely agree. Do you, is that kind of how you develop this um, this mental toughness that you have now? I just feel like you're so strong. You know who you are. I feel like you love yourself a lot more. You're more knowledgeable of you know, the causes of everything. And now I feel like you're able to create this mindset of, you know, food isn't going anywhere. And I love that mindset because that's kind of what helps me get me through my preps. How exactly were you able to develop such a strong mindset that you have now? Um, so with my, my previous marriage, there was a lot of, um, stuff going on with, um, unfaithfulness, not my, I was dealing with things that I would not wish upon my worst enemy. So we were in a lot of like group therapies and marriage counseling. And um, so we would have therapy where the husbands and wives would split up and I was with the group of wives. And we were, we were um, always having these sessions talking about how, you know, what was being done to you. Obviously you blame yourselves for everything that's going wrong in your marriage. Um, it's my fault they're doing this. It's if I was only a better person, if I was a better wife, if I was a better mom, um, if I was prettier, sorry. Um, you just, you blame yourself. And it was like a pivot moment for me when, when they said, um, you, the only person that you can control in your life is you. And Anything that anyone does in in your life is is on them, literally. Like they can only control themselves. You can only control you. So you have to stop worrying about what they're doing. It's they have to deal with the consequence. And like when some when they said that to us, I thought, oh my gosh, like that is so true. I can't control anything that's going on with that other person. If they choose to do this they deal with the consequence. It's not because of me. I'm not doing it, but they, but I also, I don't have to live with it. Like I can choose to walk away. I can choose to stay, but I can also choose to walk away. And it was like, when I, when I realized that I just learned that like, I'm a good person. I've been loyal. I've been faithful. I've been, I've been a good person. So I don't have to live with this anymore. And it just made me so much stronger and um, just learning to like really uh, embrace like competing and growing and learning to really like dive into my passions and um, 
like loving and learning to accept who I was, how I was, mm-hmm. and loving myself really just made me stronger and not taking on any more guilt for what was happening in my life. I feel like so many of us, um, when we get in situations like this, it is just so incredibly hard to break through these tough times. We go through therapy. We talk about it. We talk to ourselves about it. At what pivotal moment in your life did you know enough was enough and I'm going to change my life? Um, it's, It's kind of crazy. So I was married for 16 years which is a very long time to be unhappy. Um, And I went to my, I had my pro debut in California and I came home and it was like, there was nothing like pivotal. There was no, like, actually there was kind of a pivotal conversation um, before that we had gone on a drive to Vegas to watch some of my teammates compete at USA's just before my debut. And I remember driving back and something was said like I miss the old Corinne I was like what yeah I miss the old the old you that didn't um that didn't like argue back and didn't like I can't remember the exact words that were used but I I remember thinking like you mean you miss the one that you could just walk all over like that's how it was said it was like the person that you didn't that didn't have a voice basically mm-hmm. the person that you missed and I thought that person's gone <laughs> like I'm not the same person I've changed because I've, I've learned of myself and like, and, um, I don't, I don't want to be walked all over anymore. And then I, I left for my pro debut like the next month. And when I came home, it was like, there was no big fight. There was nothing dramatic. Nothing happened. My daughter, um, I got snapped at, um, a snarky comment and she just said, welcome home mom. And I thought, wow, like now my kids are seeing like, this is what they, this is what they think is normal. And I just thought, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I'm done. Like, I'm ready to just be done. And it was just then I just decided I'm ready to leave. I'm, I'm ready to be happy. And that was it. There was no like, nothing crazy happened. There was no like, nothing. Just, it was just that. And I, I asked for a divorce. Oh my God, the honorary teas are now available. I am stoked. These teas were designed by me and they represent everything this podcast is about. Strength, overcoming struggles, making the impossible possible, having a voice in the sport, and of course, never giving up on your dreams. If you want to be a supporter of this movement, then head over to naimafit.com slash shop to grab yours today. I will be ever so grateful how did this how did this affect your children um they were older and they were both um I sat them down and I just explained to them like one at a time that I was gonna ask for a divorce and they cried but they both said um it's okay mom we our friends have been through this and we see how unhappy you are we just want you to be happy Mm-hmm. So they were both like very they knew like they know I think you know when your parents are not happy and they were both very like supportive and loving and um, ready to move on as mm-hmm. well and Corinne you're you're a Mormon correct 
Mm-hmm. So could you explain to everyone um, just how sacred the marriage is um, in Mormonism? Because I know that, you know, any marriage is sacred, but you guys have a very special um, arrangement and ceremony um, when it comes to getting married. And so I'm not trying to say that this is superior than anything. I'm just saying that I am very much impressed and just like in awe by the fact that you were able to break something so sacred. Can, so can you just kind of give us a little overview of what marriage means and how the ceremony is um, conducted? So we, um, yes, I'm Mormon and um, <laughs> it's hard because growing up LDS, like you, uh, obviously we have very high, high morals and standards like a lot of other people. I'm not saying that we're different or special, but like, I'm especially like super conservative and reserved and like, I don't even like going to the pool. Like I literally don't wear, I hate being in bathing suits in public. So it's super (laughs) funny that I compete. Like I'm very, very, I don't even wear shorts. Like I'm so reserved, but, um, yeah. So we Mormons, like I was, I always felt very judged for what I do. People judge. They always think, oh my gosh, you get on a stage in a bikini, you're a porn star. Mm. Uh, actually, no, I'm not. Like, this is my costume. This is my uniform. Just like a basketball player has a uniform. Just like every athlete has a uniform. This is my uniform. This is what I wear. I'm a professional athlete. Like, I don't feel like that's a bad thing. I'm not a porn star. I'm not selling my body to anybody. But yes, I'm very, very judged. And so I get very embarrassed when people at church would ask me what I what I was doing or where I was, why I'm so tan, like super embarrassed. Um, but yes, we moved into this new ward, which is like part of our church. It's, it's our congregation. Um, and I was no longer named. I had no name. I was just the one with the bod. That's how I was known. Nobody knew who I was. I was the one with the bod because they knew that I was a bodybuilder <laughs> and um, very judged. So then all of a sudden we're going through this divorce which is also like, oh my gosh, you're going through a divorce. Marriage is very, very sacred. Like you get married and going through divorce is not, not very, not looked upon very nicely. Like I stayed married for 16 years. My kids, I did not ever want to have to go through a divorce. I never wanted to break up my family because you're married for eternity. Like when you get sold to the temple, it's for eternity. It's not till death do you apart. It's forever. So for me, like, that's a big deal. And to go through a divorce, yeah, it's it's terrifying. Like, I didn't want to have to do it, but I also don't want to be miserable and have my kids grow up thinking that, like, oh, it's normal to have parents that don't talk to each other or parents that are so unhappy that your mom goes to bed at 6 o'clock at night because she doesn't want to be around your dad. You know, like that to me, I don't want my kids thinking that that's the way it's supposed to be. So very, very hard to feel judged by everybody. I even had a friend tell me that it's because of me, people like me, that her husband has a porn addiction. Like, (gasps) it's awful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's awful feeling like you're judged. But Mm. I know, like, because I know, like, 
my own standards and my own morals and I respect my body enough like I know this is what I do for an, a sport and I'm an athlete it's not like who I am hmm. and I don't do anything bad with my with my uh sport like yeah there are girls who probably do I don't hmm. and going through divorce you look at the two of us and it's like oh she probably cheated oh look what she does I'm sure she's probably having an affair honestly like I was the most loyal faithful faithful person I could have ever been like I did absolutely nothing wrong but I was judged and assumed that I was because of what I do yeah so it's kind of a horrible feeling and to kind of touch on um Mormonism um I love the religion and I had a really good friend who had gotten married and like you mentioned mm-hmm. that they have this sacred ceremony in the temple and I remember thinking how crazy it was that I was the maid of honor but my best friend had to have a temple maid of honor because I wasn't worthy enough to go into the temple because I you have to be like religious and active and like mm-hmm. when they actually had the ceremony like her even her parents they weren't allowed to watch her get married And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so sacred. And the whole, you know, the whole, like, like you said, like, it's not till death do us part, it's until eternity. So I just want to say, like, you are amazing. Like, the fact that you were able to put yourself first, the fact that you were able to, you know, just gather the strength and the mindset and using your outside sources and realizing that, listen, like, what is going on is not okay, you know, and standing up against those, you know, against those people for, you know, making you feel a certain way. And that just goes back to a lot of the things that I like to preach about realities, like everyone has their own reality. And their reality is made up of different ideals from how they were raised, how, you know, their parents were doing things and their parents, but that doesn't necessarily have to be your reality. And you Mm -hmm. are the person who creates that for yourself. And you've done an amazing job. I can tell that you are so much happier. Um, You're in a a lot better (laughs) relationship. The Mm -hmm. guy that you're with seems to really love you. It seems like you guys really care for each other. And I just think so many people have so much to learn um, from you. So if you could give us like three tips that we can kind of take with us if we were in a situation where, you know, we were kind of stuck, we didn't know what to do, we don't know like how to find help, what three tips would you tell us in order to get out of a situation that we may be stuck in as serious as maybe um, you being in an unhealthy relationship, maybe feeling uncomfortable under your skin? What would you say? Um, so the first thing you have to look at is, is there, are you trying to control, do you feel like you're trying to control or, um, maybe like, how do you word this? Is there someone in your life that you feel like you have to almost monitor or control what they're doing all the time or, uh, keep up on what they're doing because you feel like they're going to hurt you? If that's the case, you probably are in a bad relationship because you should be able to trust whoever you're with a hundred percent. And if you can't and you feel like you have to keep up on them, then that's not okay. Like um, you can't control anything anyone's doing. And I think that's kind of where I was. I was trying to like carry the burden of what they were doing all the time. And it was Mm. literally giving me back pain. Like I, I literally physically felt the pain. So, um, you just have to realize you have to let it go 
and just know that if they hurt you, if they do anything that causes you pain, it's on them, not you, and it's not your fault. Nothing anyone does in their life is because of you. It's their own choice. Everyone has their own choices. Um, and then don't compare yourself to others. And that goes with competing more than anything. And that's something I had to really, 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 really teach myself is to not get online and start doing the comparison game of like, oh my gosh, she looks better than me. I need to get like that. And that will destroy you. Just it's you versus you. You come in better every time you just work on um, achieving your goals for you. And um, that's something that I feel like has made me go from, you know, wherever I was to where I am now. Hmm. I mean, I have a, th I have, th I'm hypothyroid, so I have thyroid issues. Oh, wow. And that, my body has gone like a roller coaster up and down all the time because my thyroid was going crazy. My hair fell out. I lost like nine inches of hair during my divorce. Like, oh, my God. Right before. Yeah. So, like, this was all when my thyroid was going crazy and I had no clue what was happening. But like we all have battles that people don't even know we're dealing with. And so you just, you cannot compare your journey with someone else's. Mm. Um, and then if you, if you feel like you're struggling with any kind of healthy mindset, go to therapy. I loved therapy. <laughs> I actually kind of miss it <laughs> because it was a way to like go talk to someone who doesn't know you from anybody on the street and they just don't care. They don't know who you are or what you're talking about or who you know and who knows who. And they will just tell you straight up if you're crazy or not. <laughs> will... <laughs> oh, I need I that. Loved it. <laughs> I need that no, right I now. I loved it so much. It was the oh. best thing ever because they'll just give you the best advice and listen to you and talk, listen to you talk about all your problems. And I loved it. So therapy for me was like a saving grace. Mm. Thank you so much for that. I know so many of us can definitely take that home with us and use that for sure. Oh my God, thank you. Now, your fitness journey has been absolutely amazing. What positive things have happened to you since you've been competing? Since I've been competing, um, obviously, like I did not start competing to try and become a pro. Like I, I started competing just to um, get healthy, put on some weight in a healthy way and look good doing it and not just get skinny fat. Like I just wanted to, I wanted to look good. So for me, like above everything, I don't, if I never won my pro card, if I'd never gotten to where I am today, that in itself was the best thing for me in the world. Like I would take that over everything. Just the fact that I recovered from where I was because I was going down a very, very, very dark path. Like people who knew me before. So when I was in my darkest place, I didn't even live in the country. So my family hadn't seen me. I lived in another, I lived in Cyprus. So we lived on a Greek Island, <laughs> which was awesome. But my family hadn't seen me in a year and a half. And I had gone from like, I probably lost 15 pounds. Oh, and wow. so they hadn't seen me and finally did. And they were like, what the heck happened to you? Like, it was terrifying for them, I'm sure. But for me, like, that is by far the best thing above everything was just getting healthy. Hmm. And my kids, like, being able to have a healthier mom that can, like, 
be here for them and teach them about fitness and being eating healthy and like just not being this sad person. Like, yeah. And we're so happy because, you know, you became a professional and you have just been so inspirational and motivating everyone um, that comes your way. What does being a professional in the sport mean to you? It's so weird because I still like, I mean, I know like I get on that stage as a professional, but I just, I feel like I'm just me like I don't feel any different than I did 10 years ago other than I'm healthier like I don't to me like I guess being able to just have that platform to be able to help others when I get messages about needing advice or wanting help with a certain um, question or um, girls who email me asking for um, I guess just tips to me like having that out able to reach out to girls like that is the best and being able to um I guess inspire people when they're feeling down or um I don't know I just feel like me I don't feel any different other than I have this platform where I can help people when they need it mm-hmm. and you've definitely helped um so many of us you also have coaching services correct yeah, so I um I'm on Team Hugely and so my coach is Shane Hugely and his wife Tiffany. And so I work with our team. I do our team coaching, but um I have in the past helped a lot of girls just locally here in Utah with their posing. So it's been really fun. Like that's probably my my favorite thing that I I get to do is I have a full-time job, so I I work in property management. Um so I have a 9 to 5 job and then mm-hmm. sometimes in the evenings I help with posing and coach girls with that and that is so fun for me I love meeting competitors and just having like that um, support and meeting girls that are like you and think the same way and have the same goals and it's so fun that's my favorite yeah I can tell that you like really love what you're doing and I've always watched you and one thing that I've always noticed about you is that you're always competing like you said you did nine shows this year how are you able to do that Oh man, it's it's crazy. Like I think last year I had like a I had like a three month break, and I was dying because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been forever since I've done a show, and it was like three months. But it felt like so long. Even my husband, he was like, man, it feels like you haven't done a show forever. <laughs> I just for me, like I think because I just my routine stays the same, and I I'm such a routine freak. Like I don't like to change my habits so like I get up the same time every day and it's just such a habit for me to do the same thing that I'm in shape and I don't want to change that so like I might as well just do a show and I try to stay within like I don't weigh myself but I would guess a few pounds of stage weight or I don't even know whatever that is but I try to stay within that healthy range so I could Mm. just get on stage within a few weeks if I needed to but um I just if I can do it, why not? I, I eat the same. I, I My stomach is super sensitive to different foods. Like I get, I don't know, I can't have milk. And I feel like I, I just, I might as well just eat the same. So I don't get sick of my food. I like it. So it's just easy for me. Tell us about your, tell us about your diet. Like what do you eat? Um, So I do a lot of eggs and egg whites. Um, okay. I'm, I'm very low carb. 
by choice. I, I kind of started, when I first started competing, I did a lot of everything. And I, with figure, I did oats and everything. And then oats started really bothering my stomach. And then I found out I was lactose intolerant. And so then I started cutting things out and just messing with stuff. And then eventually I realized that when I would carb deplete, I felt great. My energy was super high. But then when I would add carbs in, I felt kind of lethargic. And so I switched to low carb and I feel awesome all the time. Like my energy is great and I don't get lethargic and crappy feeling until I add carbs. And so I switched to low carb and have great energy. So I, I do a lot of low carb, um, breads and, um, just egg whites and eggs and, um, chicken, just that's my main protein source. But yeah, I don't. I hate carb loading. Absolutely hate it. Do you ever eat fruits in your diet? Do you um, have fruits in your diet? Sometimes. Like I will, I'll crave them here and there, but like I'm so, I'm such a routine person. I just, I don't know. I don't really crave a lot of like sweet things. Mm. I have, it's so crazy, but I, <laughs> I found this low carb, um, these low carb muffins I love. So I, I order those in bulk and I just freeze them and then I have like a low carb muffin every night for my snack and I just, I eat the same thing. It's like every single day. I eat a lot of vegetables and now, I'm very, very boring. I'm sure people <laughs> ask you this. There's nothing wrong with boring. I think that routine is super important. I know at my house and my house are very boring. I buy the same things all the time and my boyfriend gets super annoyed. So every once in a while <laughs> when I go to Costco, I have to make sure that we get his burritos and we get his sticker bars <laughs> because he's just over the chicken. He's over the ground turkey. He's just, you know, he's not over the rice mm -hmm. yet. Thank goodness. But you know, I really, I feel you on that one. I'm super boring and I just, I'm like crock pots, you know, oh, yeah. rice cooker and, you know, eggs on the pan. And it's just super simple for me. Mm -hmm. So no problem with being boring at all. Some of, a lot of us boring girls, we definitely feel you on that one for sure. Yep. Yeah. But what I wanted to ask you was, why is it that you do not weigh yourself? So I, when I had my eating disorder, I probably weighed myself I, I, I don't even know how many times a day, but mm. multiple times a day. It was like an obsession for me, the scale. And so one of the things that I stopped doing the second I decided I was done with all of that was I got rid of my scale. Mm. And so I, I, don't, I don't weigh myself. And my coach, when I check in, doesn't want to know my weight. He doesn't care. We just go by pictures. Oh, wow. And so... Yeah, it's awesome. I just, I don't really care about that number. And um, I only started recently, like only like, like Monday, the show of a week, I might weigh myself now, just because one judge told me it's important to know like what I weighed, because if it's like that look, you should probably know what your weight was. And I thought, oh, that's kind of true. Because I don't ever know. Like, he asked me one time, what did you weigh for the show? I'm like, I don't freaking know. I don't weigh myself. And he's like, well, how are you ever going to know, like, body-wise, what if a judge liked you? Say you win a show. You don't even know what you weighed. But then the next time you don't do well and maybe you lost too much weight or you were a couple pounds off, how are you going to know? It's like, that's a good point. So I recently started weighing myself. Um, 
like the week of a show. But prior to this, I, it's been years. I just don't, I don't do numbers. I don't, I don't count macros. Like I can't do any of that. I just get too obsessed. No, I completely understand. So, um, what would you, so if you're not counting macros, like how are you doing your meals? Is it just like a set plan that your coach gives you and you just kind of eat here and there? Yeah. So when I started with him, I gave him like, um, this is what I've been eating before I joined. Cause I, I did all my own prep up to, to 2015 oh, wow. and then I joined this team and I said, this is what I've been doing. And he's like, okay, cool. He looked over it and he's like, okay, I like most, he added a few things, I think more protein or something and, um, sent it back to me as a meal plan. And so I've just been doing that. Mm. We've changed it up a little bit here and there, added some things in, and I've actually incorporated a little bit more carbs than, I mean, I used to have none, but now I do have some, um, as I've gotten leaner just, um, throughout the years, but it's still pretty minimal just cause I feel better. Um, but I'm trying to like stay a little curvier because I get so lean. Um, just now this year, they're kind of liking a little more curves on me. But um, yeah, it's just been for me, I just I can't like get obsessed with the numbers. I will go crazy. Like, yeah. I, just, for me, I know that's my trigger. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing I have for advice is if you if you have to know your triggers. And if you know what they are, then stay away from them. Stay away from and them. And I know that's one for me, so I avoid them. Mm, definitely. Do you, have you ever done like measurements? Like, do you ever measure yourself with the measuring tape? I don't. Nope. Mm. We don't. So we just go based ever. on like what you look like. Mm-hmm. We do weekly pictures and wow. I just, yeah, I love it that way because I feel like you can see so much in a weekly check-in picture. Um, you can tell like literally week by week that your body's changing or not. And mm. you can kind of tell how you're feeling too, but I can compare my pictures every week and see like, oh, this week I look a little softer or tighter or um, for me, that's just how it's always worked. That's awesome. Like I've never even, I mean, I, I've worked with girls before where I didn't really have them weigh themselves, but they're newer athletes. So it's like their first show and, you know, it's, it's okay. You know what I mean? It's not like, a professional show, but I feel like when you get on that professional level, everything is like down to the T. I mean, we know we're eating every single hour, every single minute of the day. If if veggies were bad for us that night, we're not eating vegetables at night. We're eating it in the morning because we're bloating. Like everything Mm -hmm. gets super, super, um, you know, specific and stuff. That's, that's incredible that you're able to get to where you are without having to do that. I know me personally, I, weigh myself every day when I'm in prep. I just do. And I had a hard time not weighing myself in the off season. I was, I realized that like, why am I doing this? I wish I could just not weigh myself as much. And then when I get in prep, continue to not weigh myself as much. It's one less thing that I have to do and have to worry about Mm -hmm. because it definitely messes with your, um, with you mentally. I know there's been times I weigh myself and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm 0.5 up. I hate my life. My boyfriend's going to hear it today. And you know, (laughs) yeah, it does. (laughs) Your body just fluctuates so much. Yeah, definitely. And it can cause self-sabotage. So I think definitely knowing your triggers and staying away from them is really good advice. 
So tell your boyfriend to hide your scale <laughs> and only give it to you like once a week for a check-in and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's such good advice. I'll have to tell him to do that for sure. But you know, he he weighs himself too, which I, it's so funny because he started trying to lose weight and he started weighing himself. And even when he's not trying to lose weight, he weighs himself. I'm like, babe, like I'm telling you, it's not a good idea. You're not trading. Just don't do it. It's a bad habit. <laughs> It yeah. is so bad. It really is. Corinne, you're so intelligent. Okay. You've done so much. How old are you? I am 38. So I'll be 39 in August. Wow. Up there. Everyone has to check out your Instagram right now. They have to go to your website <laughs> because you look phenomenal for 39. There's so many of us ladies out there who are, you know, thinking that you know, they're like 35 or 40. They're like, oh my God, I think I'm too old to start, but it's it's never too late to start. You look fabulous and um, we can all learn so much from you. Did you ever have any mentors in the sport? Um, so when I first started, I trained with Masai Parker and she was an IFBB bikini or sorry, figure pro. And she she was not really competing at the time, but I learned a ton from her and um, she was just, she gave me so much information and taught me so much that first year that I was doing figure. And then um, now competing, my coach Shane hugely, I feel like I learn a ton from him all the time and he's, he is so knowledgeable and like with um, nutrition and, and just the way he explains things to like, you can just understand everything he's saying so much. Like I love when we can actually sit down and chat. It's not often, but like when we do, I feel like I learn so much from him and I feel like he's so knowledgeable. So I feel like he's a great mentor for me and his wife, Tiffany, I posed with her um, and she teaches me a ton with my posing. Like, I feel like I've got this, I've got this down. Then I go pose with her. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I so don't have this. Like I learn a ton from her every time I meet with her. So I feel like I have a ton of people in my life that are just, always um teaching me so much and then obviously i have a lot of um friends that i talk with every time i go and compete that are pros that i i feel like we all learn from each other every time we um compete and there's just so many people that i'm surrounded by all the time that it's hard to just name them all but there's so many wonderful women in this industry yeah, I've, I've heard really good things about um, Shane, and I would uh, agree that there are so many wonderful women in the industry, and I'm just so excited that you, Miss Wonderful Woman, was on the podcast today to just share your story, and you've just told us so many things about you, and we really appreciate your honesty, your realness, and your rawness, and I just have a question for you. It's one of my favorites. Even though you've confessed so much to us today and you've shared so much but if there was one thing you can confess whether it be good or bad about your experiences as a competitor fill in the blank dear diary oh dear diary I wish that I could tell my younger self everything that I know now and so that she would know everything is going to be okay Thank you for that, Corinne. What advice would you give to someone wanting to become an IFBB bikini professional? Ah, oh, be patient. I know everyone just thinks, 
oh my gosh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it at this next show. But man, it is so hard. It took me seven years to get there. And like I said, I wasn't trying the whole time. Like I didn't have that as my initial goal. I wasn't like um, starting out right from the get-go saying I'm going to be a pro. But um, it took me six national shows to finally get there. And um, it's tough. These shows are massive. I, when I finally got it, there was 48, I, I was the 48th girl. So there was, I was competing against 47 girls and it's hard. And you know, it's not easy, but I think girls get it in their, their mind that, Oh, I won overall at my show. I'm going to go get my pro card. And yeah, you might, but you might not. And they can't just give up and think, Oh, you know, it's not going to happen for me. You have to be persistent and you have to be seen by these judges over and over again, sometimes to get recognized. Uh, um, that's kind of what they're looking for. They want to see that consistency and that persistency from you. And um, I think just be patient and, you know, don't give up. And consistency is always key in everything. And if it's something you really want, you just have to keep going. Thank you so much. You've been absolutely wonderful. And we all want to thank you right now. We're like, where can we find you? Where can we get more from you? Where can we learn and grow and just follow your journey? Because we know you're going to get to that Olympia stage and we know you're <laughs> going to compete in many more shows this year. Of course, <laughs> nine is only oh, the beginning. So. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> I got one more planned and then hopefully Olympia. So I'm praying. Yes. <laughs> So where can we find you? So I am on Facebook. It's just everything's under just my name. I'm like I said, so boring. <laughs> um, and then Instagram, of course, just my name, Corinne Henich. Perfect. And you also have a blog as well. I do. And I, I haven't posted for a very long time, but my story is all written out in there. So if anyone wants to read it, they're welcome to. And I I will get better. I need to start posting again, but it's been a while. <laughs> Perfect. So it's just bikinibodmama.com. Love it. Bikini Bod Mama. <laughs> Super yep. cute. Love it. All right, girl. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today and being here with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you love this episode, just as much as I love this episode, and you know someone who may love this episode just as much as you and I loved this episode, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you could help me help others. So please, if you loved it, it takes 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share it with all of your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And always remember to never give up on your dreams. <laughs>